Well, good morning, everybody. Wow, what a day, what a month, actually. September has been awesome, but we are now moving into fall, and I'm just so thrilled that you guys are here with us. I'm looking forward to the series, When the Devil Knocks. we got some cool things planned for that series, but that will actually lead us all the way to Halloween, to October 31st, for the next three Sundays after, Team Sunday. And then as soon as that series is done, which will actually be a a series on spiritual growth, on how do we get closer to God, how do we respond spiritually, how do we really giving you some tools to fight, some weapons to fight in the battle that we all are in, in the kingdom of God. So after that, though, we're going to move right into a series called Reply All. And really what that series is, it's a, it'll, be, it'll be built around, we, we asked you guys to tell us if uh, at Easter time you filled out questionnaires, those of you who are here, you filled out, what do you want to hear me preach on? Questions that you have about the Bible, things that you're wondering, how do I address this issue? And so the entire month of November will be reply all from those questions and questions that we've gotten since then through emails and prayer requests and we, that is going to be an exciting series, really, that you guys started and that you put together with your own questions. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one as well. But today, we're actually going to kind of pause series. I've, I've been in series uh, of three weeks, four weeks, five weeks for the last nine months. And uh, this, today, we're going to kind of stop and take the pulse of Relate. And I want to give you guys kind of a snapshot of where we are, where we've been, where we're going uh, it's almost like Vision Sunday, so that we can talk about who we are, really. So I, I can tell you this, that we launched in January, but before that, the end of 2017, when we started in my house, I really felt like, God, whatever you want to do, and I would be on that snowball ride. It's just blown up with all of you guys loving Relate and jumping in and putting your shoulder to the wheel. So I want to say thank you so much for a lot of the stuff that we're going to go through today, things that you have done, and uh, where we're going, really. So with that said, I, I, I want you to know this, that in August, really, June, July, and August, before we even started, we said, God, what do you want Relate to be about? What is, what is your heart for Relate? And we, we really had a, a great, great passion to find broken and lost people people who were far from God, and something really incredible happened that we thought would derail the whole process of starting this church, and its name was Harvey. Hurricane Harvey hit, and all of a sudden, we didn't have to look for the broken and lost and people who were far from God, because literally, this whole city was broken, and uh, all we did, all we had to do was really step out, and so at that point, we took all the money we had raised and, and I think the eight or ten of us that had already committed, this, this, that was Relate at that point. And we just started helping people. And so rather than me telling you about it, I want to catch you up with this video. Check it out. It was throughout that entire month uh, of just every single day doing stuff. I think it revealed not just your heart for, for the city and how we wanted to help people, but also the fact that Every month since then, sometimes every other week, we have given away pallets and sometimes truckloads of food. Since Harvey, we've given away about 150,000 pounds of food. <laughs> and so rather, than, actually most people, it's hard to imagine how much is 150,000 pounds of food, 
but it's a lot. And so when you're looking through these pictures, I'm going to show you a few pictures uh, over the next couple of minutes, uh, three or four minutes here. Every box literally has enough food to probably feed uh, at least a, a two to three people. So you, it's, a, it's a lot of cans and dry goods, and uh, you'll see a lot of drinks. And so we're just going to kind of run through these. But this has been stuff that's happened all in 2018. Uh, you just keep going. Just give me a couple seconds. That's all drinks and another truckload of food there. These are churches that are coming, food pantries that are coming, uh, partnerships that we have with people. We're, we're filling up their food pantries and filling up. These are a couple of volunteers that came with, a, with another church. This is actually right here, the uh, Fishes and Loaves uh, kitchen downtown, Loaves and Fishes downtown. And uh, we showed up with the team with our truck full of food, and we filled up their pantry as well as helped them cook and give away food that day. You can see that people were lining up outside on the streets, and then a bunch of them helped us unload the truck. And uh, it was a blast all day long, but we really got to see the need. We really got to see people who were hurting, people who were, we prayed with a lot of people. This is part of the team getting ready and cooking, and just keep up. That's a lovely young lady with a lovely... Hair nut. I'm not sure where she's at, but you can tell Grace you saw her. <laughs> there they are. There's a few of us. This is Iglesia de Dios. This is where I first met Miss Leslie and her, or, and her mom, and there's baby Catherine, and we filled up the pantry with them. Listen, we're always looking for who we can help to, to fill up and feed people and touch lives, and here's a few more. This is uh, Word of Life Ministries in Baytown. Um, we helped them over the summer, and that was the pastor's wife. This is my brother's keep. There's so many guys. I couldn't even show them all to you, but that was, uh, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. This is the, go back, right. Robert Beebe, uh, <laughs> charity softball event, and uh, the next slide is our star player there. <laughs> Just kidding. We didn't do too much time at Ella Springs uh, Assisted Living Facility every month. Uh, our team is going there, Brother George and Miss Barbara, and now a few more jumping in this month. Uh, for the last few months, they've been going and having a relate service there, and uh, we're excited about that. What else? In the summer, this was really a, a year of first for us, but I, I am going to jump into that Serve Day video. We decided to do something else, and that's to participate in in National Serve Day. Really, it's all over the world. It's, it's churches like ours, and... Uh, People who we decided to do something outside of Relate, go to people's houses, help, help and reach out and uh, touch neighborhood and just wherever we could find something to work on, something to fix, somebody to help. We're hoping that next year it gets even. These are all things that we're just going to keep on doing, keep on reaching out and touching the community and believing God to show us who can we help, who can we find that's broken and lost and far from God or just needs help. And so this was uh, Serve Day 2018. Check it out. Nice, nice, awesome. Some people said, don't show me on the video, I'm all dirty. I said, that's the point, we're working, we're dirty. <laughs> that's the way it works. We, we really just have um, to, to have a heart for people. We have had a heart for people who, who can't help themselves or people who need a, a hand up. That's, that's really what the body of Christ is here for. We, we, have, we have wanted to not just have church, but to be the church to do something beyond just meeting together and singing songs and talking about Jesus. Those are all great things, but we got to reach out to the whole year. We want to see a hundred people give their life to Jesus. And uh, 
since January. We have had confirmations. Every week we ask people, we give people an opportunity. Some of you, maybe at the end of the service today, you'll give your life to Jesus Christ. But we ask you to fill out a little card, and we have had 131 people so far say, I want to give my life to Christ. And so somebody said, what's our goal to the end of the year? I said, we're not going to have a goal. We're just going to see how much we can get. See how many people's lives we can touch, how many people we can feed, how many people we can uh, help. But not just in a small way. We also believe that we have to reach outside of the building and, and really connect with other people around the world. Christianity, if you, if you don't listen to the news and if you don't listen to every other secular opinion, there are literally Christianity is growing in all but about 20 countries. And we have partnered with uh, the group that helped us launch, the group of churches that helped us to plant and to be here. And uh, before I get to that, though, I want to I tell you about one young guy that I met last uh, I, le- I met him last year, and I, we began a conversation, and he's, Brother Enrique, he's a young guy. He's about 27, I think. And Pastor Enrique told me that he had a heart to plant a church, but he couldn't get a lot of help because he wanted to, he wanted to plant a Spanish church. And so the Lord laid it on our heart, our heart for Relate to help them. And I said, <laughs> Pastor Enrique, I don't have any money. We've already spent it all. Uh, but what I do have is I have some equipment that could, that I think if, if people hadn't helped us, we wouldn't be where we were. And so I said, I'm going to do everything that Relate can do to help you. So we actually had a whole sound system, speakers and soundboard and screens that we don't need because we have a giant screen, and projectors and uh, cables and pipe and drape, all in all about probably $15,000 worth of equipment that they didn't have to go and buy. And they are launching in November of 2018 in the Humble Atascacita area with Tornvale Temple Church. So you can see them online. And we're, we're, we're definitely praying for them and lifting them up. But another thing that we're doing, we believe in church planting because we did it right here in January. We were here on January 21st in this movie theater for our launch day. And we believe that that can happen thousands and thousands of more times with the... With, in the last 10 years or so, we were church plant number 734 with ARC, which is Association of Related Churches, and it's just a group of churches that want to help other churches plant like we did. And so every single month, we tithe an offering to them. We give them 10% of everything that you give goes straight to planting new churches. This year alone, in 2018, 100 churches will be planted because of that. In the month of September... 30 schools and elementary schools all over the country. And uh, we, we're like, it, 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 our heart just goes out to that because we know that everything that we're seeing done here is being done over and over and over again with people, young people and old people and every kind of person who just wants to see God's will done all across this world. And so Luke chapter 10 says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We are, we are desperately reaching out and networking and connecting with and trying to relate to other people to do God's work, whether that's in church planning or reaching out around this city. Our heart is for spring. God, God said, plant a church here in spring, and so we did. 
and we're going to continue to reach this city and see people's lives changed one at a time. And out of those 100, I wish I could tell you the stories of all those 131 people, but really I'll talk just about one. And I, I think that it is very representative of so many whose lives have been transformed right here. And some of you may know Terry. I met uh, Terry Franca about a year ago or so, a couple of months before we launched at our garage sale, in fact. We had a garage sale at our house to raise money for the church plant that was coming in a couple of months. And Terry walked up, and if you know Terry, you know that Terry uh, is a, I'm just going to say crazy person, and crazy hair, crazy clothes, just loud, and, and uh, you, you always know when she's in the room. And she came up to the, to the tables and was looking around. As soon as she figured out that we were raising money for a church, she let us know that, number one, she didn't believe in God. Number two, she didn't like church people. <laughs> and I think I surprised her when I let her know that, you know, there's a lot of church people we don't like either. I think I grew up with some of those people. And... Uh, over the next few days, because she came back to the garage sale the next day, which surprised me, uh, she, I felt like she was trying to shock me a little bit with hair colors, and she found out I was a pastor, and that she just, every word, right, every other sentence, it was something else. In fact, it wasn't uh, a, a couple of days before she was, she was struggling with breast cancer and had had chemo and battling. She was a warrior, and wasn't very long before she was trying to show me her scars, and I was like, Terry, I don't need to see the scars. I believe you. And I know she was looking for an answer, even beyond the, I don't believe in God, I don't like church people. She was looking for something, looking for an answer. She was stage four cancer, and um, she was looking for some, a cure or something beyond everything she'd already tried. And I said, look, God is the answer, but that doesn't mean uh, we prayed for cancer, we prayed for her, we prayed for all those things, and I think it was almost like that Hail Mary moment, but one day, I, I was surprised the day that we launched, and for the first few weeks, movie theater, I said, okay, <laughs> that, <laughs> that works, uh, whatever. So one day after service, we're getting ready to go into growth track, like today after service, we'll go down to theater auditorium number four and have growth track, but she was walking down the hall and she told my wife and I, or she told my wife, and I was standing nearby, that in that moment at the end of the service where we offered everyone to give their life to Jesus, she said, I surrendered my life to Jesus today. And it was only, that, that was only a few months ago, and just a few weeks ago, Terry passed away, and I preached her funeral. And so many people came up to me and said, I never knew that she knew Jesus. It's been months since I talked to her, but here, here's my idea. And since then, of course, we've met her family and been able to connect with Nick and Kinsey and so many, so many others. But transformation happens just like that. Like God just steps in and begins to move. That doesn't mean that we're instantly healed of every problem and every struggle, but God begins working on us and gives us something better than an instant healing, although the instant healing happens sometimes. And so Terry walked away with more than an answer for cancer because she did get an answer to cancer. She's no longer battling. We know that she's in a better place right now. 
But I think that all of us have to have a bigger picture. All of us have to have a vision for something bigger than ourselves and helping other people and reaching out and connecting with the body of Christ. And here's what the scripture says. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. That's the King James Version. But in the message, I like what it says here. It says, if people can't see what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend what he re- to what he reveals, they are most blessed. It's my vision for you. It's my hope and my desire for every person who is connected or influenced by relate to be blessed and to be a part of God's vision for us. Sometimes I think that whether it's if you're like Terry or like me or like all of us, we have mess in our lives. But sometimes it's not just about the mess in our lives. Sometimes we just don't have something bigger than the mess to run to. And that's what vision's about. Vision is about having something bigger to step into to be a part of what God's doing. And so our vision is super simple. It's very, very simple. And it, it goes out for every single person on that, that hasn't or has or is living, has or hasn't stepped in to either Christianity or relationship with God. But it looks like this, and it's really four steps. The first is just that we believe everybody should know God. Wherever they're at, wherever they're from, wherever they are going to, coming from, whatever they've experienced in life, that you have to have that moment of salvation where I surrender to God. Number two is we believe that every person needs to find freedom. And that freedom looks like a lot. It looks like getting free of pain and getting free of the baggage of the past and getting free of sin and getting cleaned and in the power of God, right? That's freedom. Looking at life with different eyes. And then to discover purpose, to realize that God made you for something. That God made you not just to be where you are, but to be something better, to be something amazing. That we are God's workmanship, his, his craftsmanship. And then finally, that at that point, we have to begin walking in it to become, the, the Bible says, a new creation. And that's making a difference. Doing something in the world that matters not living for ourselves. But what happens is if we don't have, the, if we can't get a hold of that vision, we do what the scripture says, that we are tripping over ourselves or we perish. We suffer because we don't have the vision that we're supposed to have. We're not able to see what God wants us to see. And so we, we, we accept the counterfeit. We accept a perversion of what life is supposed to be about. And it ends up being, instead of no God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference, we I want to know me. <laughs> I have to figure out who am I? What is my life about? And it becomes this internal struggle and it becomes this inwardly focused thing. And then to find fame, to make my name known, to raise me up and to discover my platform and figure out what I can live for. And finally, to make a dollar, not a difference. A lot of people live for well, I'll do that. I, I, I'll get a hold of God's vision when this happens or, you know, when I get married or whenever I get in a better place in my life or whenever my finances are better, when I'm, I'm, I'm out of school or when, when things line up. Then I, Listen, I have a scripture for you today, and I think it will be, uh, it, it, it's a great, great marker for what this team message is about. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Maybe today is your day to take a step of faith. 
This is one of those things. Your journey of faith is not something that I can come along and say, hey, you need to get going. Now's the time. Let's go. But I can tell you this, that sometimes it does take a little bit of a nudge. A couple, well, actually for the last couple of weeks, months even, Brother Kenny, where you at, Kenny? Right here. <laughs> He's been telling me, man, we need to get on a, We need to do a diet. We need to start working out. We need to start lifting. It's relentless, brother. <laughs> but this last week I started we did, we, with the, uh, what we were talking about, intermittent fasting. I have lost five pounds, y'all. <laughs> Woo! All right. But listen, my point is... <laughs> Hey, I might get it back this week. I don't know. <laughs> it takes a little bit of nudge sometimes. Sometimes somebody just saying, hey, now's the time. Let's do this. Let's do this. So that's what I'm here to say today. Let's do this. Let's, do, let's take a step of faith and grab all of the vision that God has for us and do it together. And why not today? your turning point and so maybe today is your turning point maybe today is your time so i'm going to give you a couple things that might be time for you today number one it might be your time to commit your life to god maybe some of you it's your time i want to tell you this that part-time christianity doesn't work if you're only doing God like a little bit or most of the way what happens is we end up trying God and then it feels like man this is not that great it's not that great because you're not doing it right. <laughs> if you're like J.J. Watt, he doesn't become a superstar football player because he's only just doing part-time football, right? We can't live for God part-time because that doesn't work. We're like, tap your toe, all you people, Christians. <laughs> Instead of the scripture says, clap your hands, all you people, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We can't be just, oh, well, I'd just rather tap my toe, Christian. <laughs> that's kind of where we find ourselves but i'm saying maybe today is the day where you step out and just say god i'm all in with you i'm all in i'm gonna do what i'm gonna grab a hold of the vision that you have for my life and i'm gonna run with it and i'm gonna see what happens in jeremiah 29 13 it makes it very very clear if you look for me wholeheartedly you will find me i will be found by you says the lord I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. God starts working on our life when we give wholeheartedly and say, God, this is my life. It's yours. Some of you haven't gone all in with God. You might have been kicking the tires and saying, ah, I don't know if this is for me. I, I got to find a good church. I got to get my family in line. I got to get my finances right. I got I to get my, my home in order, all that stuff. Listen, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then then, like, like we do God's way first, and then all these things will be added. If we'll do God first and get God right, all the other stuff lines up. He helps make everything else get in order. So here's your action point. Surrender control of your life to Jesus. Today, maybe today is your day to surrender control of your life to Jesus. Salvation and saying, God, I surrender my life to you, that's not, that's not dating God. Some of you have been in, a, in this dance with God back and forth and you do, you do a little here and then you, you kind of back off because you don't do so well and then you come back around and you know we'll give around to Listen, salvation is not dating God. It's you're all in with God. He's not just on your list. He's at the top of your list of priorities. Everything else gets behind that. And then, then life makes sense. Then supernatural things begin to happen to, to make your life line up. 
Second action point. Maybe you've already given your life to God, but you've never had a post-decision baptism, meaning that you never gave your life to God and then, been, and then you were baptized because that's the order it's supposed to work in. Maybe you got baptized as a child or sprinkled or something like that. If you've never been baptized, maybe today is your day to say, you know what? I need to be baptized. I need to make, because look, that salvation moment between, I have to tell everybody about, but baptism is when we stand up and say, hey, publicly, I want to just let everybody know I've done this and my life has changed and I'm a different person. It's kind of like a wedding ring. It doesn't change you, but it symbolizes the change that's happening. So we, we, we've had a really cool thing happen. I don't have a lot of time to tell you about it, but we have since we've moved in here, a swim school opened up across the parking lot over here at Imler's Swim School, and they said, we would love for you to be the very first thing that happens here. So we started baptizing people there at Imler's Swim School, and I want you guys to check this out as you're considering whether or not you should be the next person to be baptized. Maybe it's your time to get baptized. If you haven't been baptized and you're in our car, drive across the parking lot to Imler's Swim School. You can sign up for that at the next steps table right outside the door. It's the big orange table. There's a sign-up sheet right there for it. Number two, maybe today's your day for salvation. Number two, maybe today is your day to decide, I'm going to surround myself with good relationships. It does matter who you're walking through that journey of faith together with. It matters who's beside you because your friends determine who you become. It matters who not only is leading you, but who's going with you. Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. A lot of times we just say, oh, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Our friends can help. It just matters. Some of you guys are in relationships. Maybe you're dating somebody and you need to get on the phone before you even get out of this service. You need to get them on, text them right now and say, we're done. I'm serious. We're finished. But until we get serious, until we make some, so we, we, we want grand results, but we're not willing to make grand decisions to get there. We just want to like ease into a better life. That's not the way it works. Number three, to discover my God-given purpose. Maybe today is your day. I, I, I think like 60 plus percent of Christians, when you ask them statistically, like what were you made for? What was, what's your purpose in God? They can't, they have, I don't know, shoulder shrug (laughs) who knows I believe not only should you know what you were created to God made you for a reason but you should know what that is the way we find out what that is is called growth track you think well growth track is like joining the church well that's part of it but not only are we going to talk about the DNA of the church like how we got here and where we're going but we're also going to do like personality, spiritual gifting tests, personality tests, pat, talk about passions. How do we fit those things together? What has God put in you to do for his kingdom? What has God made you for? And how do you get there to do that thing? We don't have a list of things for you to do. We want to figure out what God has put in you and how does that fit? Maybe today is the day that you start walking in that vision. Psalm 139, 16 says, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
I believe that before there was you, there was a thing for you to do. Before you were made, there was this thing that was made for you to do. And it's, you can call it destiny, but it's not going to happen unless you choose for it to happen. God always gives us a decision. You could choose to walk in the paths of righteousness. You can choose. The Bible says that the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, but that doesn't mean you have to walk in those footsteps. Pastor Sean, you have no clue how, like God can't, this, <laughs> this life is a mess. I promise you this, that if God wanted you to go from Houston to Dallas and you're standing there, have been on the road for years and you're in San Antonio or El Paso, he can still get you there. He can still take wherever you're at and reroute you and it's still a perfect plan. But you have to be the one that says, okay, God, take control. Ephesians 2 says, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ to do good. You were created for a reason, which God prepared in advance for us to do. He's already prepared the way. We often pray, God, prepare me. God, do this, do that. But listen, God not only has prepared you, but he's also prepared the place for you to go to. He prepared the way. You just have to walk in it. Here's your action step. Start the four-step growth track. Starts today, step one, and every week for four weeks. It's just four weeks, 45 minutes to an hour, snacks. We'll have a good time, but I promise you, the future will be open. And destiny, we'll tap right into destiny and figure out what does that workmanship look like. And number four, and I'll close with this. Number four, I think that not only do you have to do... Maybe it's time to do all those things. But ultimately, it's time to start doing something that matters. (laughs) You can look around your life. It's very easy to look at your life and say, look, uh, I'm not doing anything that really matters. In fact, if you look around, we've, we've spent an awful lot of effort on equipment. You look around, there's all this equipment and we're doing so many things, but it's for a reason. In fact, this stuff projectors, all the stuff that we have worked so hard for, all this stuff's going to burn. These seats, the the buildings, the, the world around us is going, turn on the news. It's going very badly in a lot of different places. But one day when this life is over, there's some things that are so valuable. And that's what we're working for. So what really matters in my life today? Start doing something that really, number one, three quick things. God matters. It matters that we say, God, I acknowledge you, the creator of the universe, my creator. I submit my life to you. There's no telling how long we have left on, in this world. I, I, don't, I am not the guy that preaches to scare you. I'm not doing that. But I am saying this every single day we have on this earth is not guaranteed. It's better to know that we know that we are connected to our Savior. Number two, people matter. When we talk about, listen, in the month of September, which was awesome, but 700 is just a number, right? Wrong. 700 represents 
people. There are people that walked from, came from their homes, got in their car and came to church. And many of them said, I want to give my life to Jesus. When we talk about a hundred churches being planted in 2018 and 30 in the month of September, those numbers are not just numbers. They represent people. And just like when I look at you guys, I don't just look at, at nameless faces. You guys matter. God cares about us. God cares about what we're doing because people matter. So we have to do things that affect people. And ultimately, we have to do things that affect people for the third and final one. And then we're going to pray. And that's eternity. Eternity matters. So when you think of eternity, I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know if that's a scary thing or if it's just an unknown thing. Well, you should know that God has an eternity planned for you. One day, just like Terry I talked about earlier, she had a few months to meet Jesus, and then she was there with him. Who knows how long we'll be here, but we do know that today matters, and we can say, God, I want to give my life to you. And so for every person in the room as we close, I want to give you a chance to say that prayer. And we're investing our treasures in heavenly things and in eternal things by committing our lives to him. So why not today? Why not say today's going to matter? I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to go all in with God. I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to go to growth track. I'm going to get people around me that matter. I'm going to start making a difference in this world. Why not today? Why not make that decision today? So I hope my prayer is that in the next few minutes that you make a decision that will affect eternity for you. Maybe you'll be saying October 7th was the day that my life changed forever. Maybe this moment in this service is a turning point for your life. So here's what I'd like to do. With every eye closed, with every nobody looking around, every head bowed, if you're feeling that tug in your heart, I, it's not because my words are convicting, but I believe that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is in this room. And He speaks to us, and He moves in our hearts. And the Bible says that we can't come to God unless we've been drawn by His Spirit. Like He pulls on us. And if you, if you feel like today is your day to take that step of faith and to say, God, I surrender my life to you, I just want you to put your hand up right now. Just be bold and right now just stick your hand up in the air for just a second so I can see, yes, I want to give my life to God. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. A hundred times or never, let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. God, I thank you for Jesus. I give my life to you. I surrender control today, God. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and take over. And I'll live for you the rest of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. What a prayer. What a moment. For everybody who said that right now, I want to say welcome to the kingdom of God. Let's just give everybody who said that prayer a great big hand. Those who are online right now and said that prayer, I am so glad that you said that prayer. I'm so glad that you are 
taking a great big step of faith. And maybe it wasn't that prayer, but maybe it was something else you've decided to do today, whatever that looks like. But if you did say that prayer, you got to worship God on your way in. I would love to know that you said that prayer. Would you just fill out that card and say, check that little box that says, I said yes to Jesus today. I gave my life to Jesus. And put it in the offering in just a few minutes. The ushers are coming. And we are going to give. If Relate is your home church and you've decided this, I'm home, this is my church, then we're, we want you to give and, and participate in partnership with us as we give into the house of God to see all of the amazing things that we've been doing just continue to be done in a bigger and bigger way and see an eternal change happen. I was having a, actually I've had this conversation a few times with people who asked me about giving money. That, of course, there's several different ways for you to give, but I, I thought I would talk about this for just a second. I, usually I just say it's offering time and here we go, but I love that you guys are givers. I love that we are a generous church and that we are seeing all these incredible things happen. You can give online. You can give uh, through text. You can give by mailing it in or right here during the service. But I want to tell you something about giving. There's actually a, a couple of different kinds of giving. I'm not, I don't just mean like tithing and offering. but So like when we give to the poor, last night at our, at our men's small group, we were talking about, you know, giving help to the guy on the street. Listen, the scripture tells us that when we give to the poor, that we should give not expecting anything back, right? We give just like, God, this is whatever you've done and the least of these you've done unto me. That, we're just giving ourselves. It's a, it could be a sacrifice or sometimes it, it's like, a, I got some change. I'm not going to use it anyway. Here you go. Sometimes it's a lot more than that, going way out of our way to sacrifice and give to people who are in need. And we don't expect anything back, but there's a different kind of giving that happens right here in the service, tithes and offerings. The Bible talks about that giving more like a seed. That when we give, that we give, and it's, you've probably heard the scripture, in Malachi, pressed down, shaking together, running over, he'll pour back into us that the windows of heaven corn in the ground and just say, okay, I planted, I don't expect anything to come back. No, when we, we plant seeds on purpose so they will come back with a, a, a thousand times more, right? We plant a seed expecting it to come back. When we give into the kingdom of God, when we pay and give our tithes back to God and we give our offering, we expect it to come back, multiplied over. So I want to say thank you guys for all of you who are doing that. And if you've never been a giver, I want to encourage you. There's not a better ground that I know of. We tithe because we believe in it. That's why we give to plant other churches and we'll never stop doing that. I want to pray over your giving today. I want to pray over your lives and pray for blessing for every person as we give. But more than anything, I'm thrilled I'm going to ask the band to come. I am thrilled just with the, the expectation that we had coming in to relate was, God, just if, if we can start having a Bible study in our house and just that's what we felt. God said, just start walking by faith. All of a sudden we're here and we've met hundreds and hundreds of people who want to be a part of what's happening here at Relate. Being able to reach so many people and seeing so many lives changed. I'm telling you, thank you. 
because you have done so much. God always exceeds our expectations, and I believe he's going to keep on doing that. Awesome. Would you hold your giving in your hand today, and we're going to ask the Lord's blessing. Lord, we give today into the kingdom, into your kingdom, believing that you have purposed us to be here. You have brought us here on purpose. You have connected us with the right people at the right time to walk through this journey and this vision. We thank you for multiplying every gift, God. I thank you that your blessing and your favor is on every person, that your face shines on us this week as we go out into the world. And we, we love you, God. And we praise you for everything that you're doing in us and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give.